You are listening to South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us, and we'd like to welcome back to the program Dr. Arif Dalvi, the medical director at the Memory Disorder Center at St. Mary's Medical Center. June is Alzheimer's Awareness Month, and we're going to talk with Dr. Alvi about uh, uh, Alzheimer's disease and about some new developments uh, in uh, treatment. So welcome back to South Florida Sunday. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, it's good to talk with you again. For folks who may have missed our previous conversation, can you tell us kind of the Cliff Notes version of what what Alzheimer's disease really is? So Alzheimer's disease is pathology in the brain that causes death of brain cells over time. And then this leads to clinical symptoms, including memory loss, uh, difficulty with judgment, difficulty with attention, and so on. And how many people are affected uh, here in the United States over a year uh, due to Alzheimer's disease? So the estimate in the United States is that we have somewhere between five to six million people affected. And, uh, you know, because our population is aging, uh, it's expected to grow to the order of something like 15 to 16 um, uh, million people. And you, you touched on uh, uh, just a second ago uh, what Alzheimer's disease, how it affects uh, folks. And the effects basically are the symptoms. But what, what, are, what could, uh, say, family members be keeping an eye on if they think uh, a family member may be suffering from Alzheimer's disease? So, you know, everybody has the experience of uh, forgetting where you kept your keys or maybe you might not uh, remember the parking spot for your car right away. Those those can be signs of just normal aging. But once uh, these effects on memory start to affect day-to-day function, whether it's at work or whether it's at home, then you get concerned that this person may have either mild cognitive impairment at its earliest or over time this might lead to uh, dementia. And 70% of dementia is Alzheimer's, so that obviously is high in the list of concerns when you're looking at these sort of issues. Is Is there a screening process for Alzheimer's disease? Uh, Yes. One very important part of the screening is to exclude other causes. So, for example, we will order uh, labs. uh, We call them the memory labs because they screen for causes like vitamin deficiencies or hormonal imbalances that can lead to memory disorders. And it's important to screen for these because you can treat them very effectively if they're caught early on. There are other things that affect the structure of the brain. For example, there's a condition called normal pressure hydrocephalus where fluid builds up in the brain, and this can be corrected surgically. So it is really important when you're having the earliest signs of these symptoms to uh, come in and be evaluated so that we can uh, set in motion the appropriate imaging and lab testing. It's also worth mentioning uh, in in the context of Alzheimer's disease uh, that uh, while as of now, uh, you know, uh, over the last few decades, we have been confined to using four drugs uh, that have limited efficacy, uh, we now have the possibility of a treatment that actually affects the underlying pathology, which is called amyloid in the brain. And there is a way to screen for amyloid in the brain in the form of an imaging study as well. It's called amyloid PET imaging, uh, which can be helpful to narrow down patients who are more likely to have Alzheimer's disease. Doctor, are there different levels of Alzheimer's disease? 
So, Ed, it's, uh, it's interesting to note that this pathology in the brain, the amyloid plaques and the neurofibrillary tangles, starts in the brain something like 15 to 20 years before diagnosis, before the earliest signs and symptoms. Uh, but uh, in terms of actually uh, clinical signs and symptoms presenting, early on it might be at the level of what we call mild cognitive impairment. But then once function starts affected, we define it as being a dementia. And then this dementia can proceed in mild, moderate, and uh, more severe cases. And again, uh, the, uh, the associated symptoms will change because in mild cases, it might be just difficulty with short-term recall, remembering appointments and the like. But once you start to hit the moderate and more severe stages, behavioral issues start to come in. So anything from agitation to hallucinations, and these actually make it very difficult and very challenging for the family to take care of this person, which is why the impact of Alzheimer's disease is not just on the patient themselves, but very much it is a disease of the entire family because of the high level of caregiver burden there is. Are certain groups more at risk for Alzheimer's uh, than others? Uh, you know, it is a it is a global disease. It's there worldwide. Uh, it's really a, a disease of aging. So once uh, you know you cross 65, the likelihood of you having some sort of memory disorder, especially Alzheimer's, increases. And if you uh, live to an even longer age, this risk is even higher. So it's very much a disease of aging, uh, which is not to say uh, we have 85-year-olds who have a flawless memory, who are completely interactive, taking care of their day-to-day life as, as well. So... Uh, it doesn't mean that uh, just because you are getting older, you are, you are guaranteed to get this condition. As you say, Alzheimer's is a disease of aging, but is there things that we can do to uh, improve our chances of avoiding suffering from Alzheimer's? Indeed, indeed. Uh, there, there has been uh, quite a lot of work uh, in the United States, but also out of the uh, United Kingdom, which has looked at risk factors of uh, Alzheimer's. So firstly, you know, managing the chronic conditions of uh, uh, aging like diabetes, high blood pressure, very uh, actively and very aggressively plays a role in reducing the risk of dementia. Physical exercise is one of the best things you can do to reduce the risk of dementia. And by physical exercise, everyone's range is different. Everyone's capacity is different. But whatever is your capacity, you have to push your level of exercise to the level where it becomes aerobic. So you're a little short of breath, a little tired. That's indicates you've got a decent amount of exercise in this context. Uh, One very important thing uh, that people uh, forget about as one grows older is you tend to lose your uh, sense of hearing. And getting this diagnosed and treated early is important because it's estimated that about one out of nine dementias might be explained on the basis of poor hearing or hearing loss alone. Hmm. Uh, There are certain diets we recommend One which we recommend is called the MIND diet, M-I-N-D, which stands for a Mediterranean DASH diet, which is particularly helpful uh, in terms of uh, uh, reducing the risk in uh, not just Alzheimer's, but neurodegenerative diseases in general, and also perhaps slowing the progression of these conditions. Now, uh, before we started our uh, conversation, you were telling me that you're very excited because there's a new drug that's been approved by the FDA for treatment of Alzheimer's. Tell us more about that. I think very excited would be a little bit of an overstatement because if you look at the trial data, 
this drug shows a positive signal, but only in a subset of the cases that were looked at during the course of the study. So the importance of this drug is uh, that it is the first drug that the FDA has approved for Alzheimer's in 18 years. So uh, patients in the Alzheimer's community, caregivers in the Alzheimer's community, physicians who deal with this issue have been waiting for uh, almost two decades for something new to come about. The second thing with this new drug, which is called aducanumab, is that it actually addresses the underlying pathology, which is the amyloid plaques in the brain, uh, which makes it different from the older medications, which simply work on the neurotransmitters in the brain and do not affect the underlying pathology. But it's going to be important to really carefully select patients because this is not a drug that every Alzheimer's patient is going to benefit from. In fact, if you have moderate or severe disease, this is not worth even trying. So we will need to screen for patients relatively early in the course of this condition and then treat them with this medication and try and match our patients as closely as we can to the subset in the clinical trials that, uh, in whom this drug was shown to be effective. Well, you say it's been like two decades since we've seen uh, uh, an advancement like this in, in treatment. Uh, are, we, are we another two decades away from possibly finding a cure for Alzheimer's? You know, I think these things have a momentum of their own. Now that we have one drug that even though it is not, uh, you know, a complete answer to the question of Alzheimer's, this is a victory that we can build on. Uh, similar to what happened with HIV medications when they first came out, the first medication was uh, considered to be not particularly effective. But then we learned to use a combination of medications over time. New medications were developed. And finally, HIV is a condition now which is uh, very well controlled compared to what we uh, started out with. So I'm hopeful along those same lines in the Alzheimer's world also, this will be the earliest drug in this context, but a drug that we can build upon with future drugs, perhaps also improving the way we deliver drugs to the brain, uh, because uh, there is a blood-brain barrier that uh, can reduce the amount of drug that actually reaches the brain compared to what uh, is given to the patient. So there are different strategies we can use to build upon this initial success, even though this is a modest success. So I am hopeful on behalf of the Alzheimer's community. Well, Dr. Dalvey, Medical Director of the Memory Disorder Center at St. Mary's Medical Center, thanks for being our guest here on South Florida Sunday and uh, in getting us educated on Alzheimer's disease and getting us up to date on the, uh, the latest developments. And we look forward to talking with you again real soon here on South Florida Sunday. Thank you so much for having me. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, we're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.